I don't know if it's a cliche or not, but uh, so I was doing a lot of this running and a lot of this stuff just to impress my wife. This one's radio episode 1198 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. All right, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just a quick plug for the giveaway that I do each and every month. As a reminder, you get a chance to work with me for free um, for 16 weeks, whether that culminates in a race day experience, whether that's just 16 weeks of kind of guided guided work to kind of, you know, basically just take the, take the guesswork out of it, right? You don't have to think, you don't have to come up with what's the plan and how should I do this and what should I do with that? No, 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 no. You just, just follow the plan. And of course the plan lives and breathes with you. It adjusts as we go. It's not some one size fits all nonsense. It's the same, same level of plan that you'd get. If you hired me for 16 weeks, you just get it for free. If the random number generator smiles upon you and the way to get your name in the hat or your, your, your number connected to your name or whatever the right, the way to get in the drawing ultimately is to go to disruns.com slash giveaway or right on the homepage, disruns.com. Same, same thing will get you to both places or same place, same Whatever. You'll get there either way. Uh, and then, you know, once you do, you enter your name, you enter your email address, and bada boom, bada bam, by the magic of technology, your name is entered into the hopper. And then at the beginning of each month, I pick a new name and go, hey, congratulations, you get a chance to work with me for free. And then you can sit on it. And whenever you've got a, a race coming down or whenever it's a, a good time for you to be like, all right, I've got 16 weeks, let's get cracking. You let me know. We get you set up. And uh, we're good to go for the next 16 weeks into whatever that leads into for you. No, no obligations, none of that nonsense, just free, like free, free, simple, free. So if that sounds like something that might be useful to you and you haven't entered the giveaway yet, I don't know what the heck you're waiting for other than today, you know, better, no better chance than to enter today and have a chance to win the next month's giveaway automatically re-entered each and every month. Dizruns.com slash giveaway one more time or on the homepage, Dizruns.com. Just look for the, the link and you really can't miss it. It says click here to enter or the box. It says click here to win- enter. Click that. Bada boom, bada bam. You are good to go. Any questions, let me know. It's really pretty straightforward though. Uh, Dizruns.com slash giveaway once again. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey y'all. Uh, today's guest is someone that uh, doesn't have to think too much about getting his miles in every day. He pretty much just does it. Um, he's currently in the ninth year of a running streak, which means somewhere, somewhere north of uh, the last 9,000 days, he's gotten up and gotten out and gotten his miles in each and every single day, which clearly that that's one of those numbers that's just kind of mind blowing. Um, and clearly something that we'll talk about, uh, and no doubt over the course of 9,000 days or whatever, nine, nine plus years of running, um, there might just be a few other things to discuss. So let's get the party started, see where the conversation takes us today. And officially welcome Mr. Dominic Grandinetti to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Dominic. Really appreciate it. Yes. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it's it's certainly my pleasure. And y'all, uh, if you want to kind of follow along with with Dominic and the things he's got going on running wise, and and obviously you know various various things we might talk about today that that 
maybe are, are highlighted from the past on the social medias, but certainly, you know, with every, it comes kind of comes down the pipe going forward. Uh, Instagram at push through the wall. That's through T H R U. So at push P U S H T H R U T H E W A L L on the Instagrams at push through the wall. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1198 is where we'll have everything linked up today from today's episode. Obviously Dominic social media. will have that there. Anything else we talk about today, uh, we'll have linked there as well. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1198 to get back to the show notes for everything we reference in today's episode. So Dominic, the way we always uh, start off each episode of the show is with a, a pretty simple and straightforward question that uh, more often than not gives me more more topics to dive into than we have time for at any one episode. Uh, but it's just a fun place to start the chat, and that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? My favorite distance to race is a half marathon, and as most of us like to say, it's not half of anything. It's 13.1 <laughs> miles. Uh, one of the reasons is because it's a good distance race, and when you talk uh, to non-runners, they never ask you what time you finished. <laughs> They're just more impressed. That's true. That's true. I, and I think that's, I, I, I definitely, I, I, I say I know, like I, like I keep track. I don't keep track, but I, I, I have it on good faith that the half marathon is the most common answer to that question. But I also have, uh, I don't think I can remember anybody saying that, that bit about non-runners not having any idea, just being impressed. But I think you're right. And, it, and it's, yeah, that's, that's one of those nice little, like, like nobody's measuring it, especially non-runners are just like, wow, you ran a half marathon. And they probably think it might be 500 miles or something. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's always that, that awe to it. So that's, that's fun. And, and yeah, it's, it's a really good distance. Certainly um, not half of anything. That's, that's a hundred percent true. So Dom, where'd you get started in the sport of running? Now, obviously, you know, with the, with a nine year running streak, we can, we can, we can look at the, 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 the calendar and do the math and be like, all right, well, at least, at least 2015, you know, we're, we were kind of going, going at least by that point. Um, but, but where did, uh, you know, did, how much earlier before the run streak did running start being a thing for you? Uh, not much earlier. So uh, 2012 is when I started running. Um, I was always a swimmer when I grew up on uh, competition swimming, but never ran. And I was just running to get into fitness. And then I found uh, a newscaster that I liked. He was promoting a 5K. So what happened there is I was like, wow, you could do some uh, running for charity. Mm-hmm. So I ran that. And from there, I like to say I went from one mile to 26.2 miles in one year. Wow. So, like, I did all the distances up to 26.2 in a year when I first started. That is uh, what, what you might call a rapid progression. So, um, clear, clear, <laughs> and, and pardon the, the bad water pun as a swimmer, but you took, took to running like a duck to water somewhat a little bit. At least it sounds like it. Um, but I, you know, I guess all right. So, so more in more seriousness note here, as a swimmer, obviously the the at least to my to my experience of swimming, which is which is minimal. I can swim, but I can't swim, which is always the the, the difference that I make. Like throw me in the water, let's splash around, have a good time, whatever. But like swimming for distance, swimming for time, things like that is is brutal for me. Um, mm-hmm. But every swimmer I know, like they've got they've got an engine, they can go. Um, but that transition to running, where all of a sudden now there's pounding and there's there's you know. You're not, you're not going through water. There's, there's gravity, all those things that aren't quite as much of a factor in the pool or in the open water. Um, was that, was that a shock to the system or, or, I mean, was it really kind of as, as smooth sailing as, uh, we almost make it sound going from one to 26.2 and, and just, you know, about a year. Well, the way I upped my miles, well, uh, made it easy. 
um, as weird as that might sound. So I upped my miles gradually mm-hmm. and did a lot of it, a lot of uh, heavy training. So it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Good. And when I was doing that, I also lost 40, 50 pounds. So a lot of people think that it's bad for your knees, but losing that weight uh, actually helped my knees. Right. Yeah, that's that's one of those non-runnerisms too. I think where it's you know running is so so bad for your knees, but uh, and, and you know not necessarily not necessarily that it's always about weight loss, but like if you, if you lose a few pounds, then for the rest of your daily life, you're not carrying around the extra weight. So like that can be something that that definitely takes some stress off the body as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you you jump into the 5K, uh, you know, at the kind of the urging of hey, we can do this as part of a of a charity thing. Um, I mean. I, again, you know, in my mind, seems like it, it must have been a pretty good experience that the training and the race itself to keep going as as um, quickly and, and keep climbing the ladder as as, as you did. Um, is that somewhat accurate? Yes, uh, it was in the beginning. It was more. It, it, yeah, it's one of those. I don't know if it's a cliche or not, but uh, so I was doing a lot of this running and a lot of this stuff just to impress my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the main motivation to do all of this and just the great charities I ran for over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, local charities, national charities, what, what kind of, what kind of organizations have you run for? Well, I used to live up in Scranton, Pennsylvania where the office wasn't really filmed <laughs> right. every year. I would do the, I guess it would be the Turkey trot where they would uh, help with the food pantry. Mm, right. So that was good. I did a couple of uh, races for colon cancer because my, uh, father uh, father-in-law passed away from that and some for leukemia because my dad passed away from that um and some uh let's see substance abuse uh help i guess it would be mm-hmm. uh so that's near and dear to my heart also and uh domestic abuse uh help gotcha. for people so those were the big ones that i ran for that's that's great and certainly uh i think i think all of us have at some point or another have done some type of of running for a cause whether it's you know joining you know doing like a charity running type of thing or just you know especially local races like almost always those have some some good organization that they're supporting so you jump into one of those races and and um you know especially those local like you said the, the food pantry the local those those ones i don't, I don't want to say they're they're better than than some of the bigger organizations but like you know boots on the ground, food on plates, things like that for people that in the local community. Like that's, that's always a good, I'm not a big 5k guy, Dominic, but, uh, you know, you, you might could convince me to run a 5k for something like that, where it's like, I, Hey, this is, this is helping people in need in the community. Like that's, that's just a good thing to do. Yep. Absolutely. So how did the first marathon go? You know, kind of getting, getting in and climbing the, the progression. I mean, like, like you said, you, you kind of started 5k kind of progressed up to the marathon in the first year. Um, but that, you know, the first 26.2 for anybody, like that's, I feel like at least, and most of the folks I've talked to the first time, like it always kind of stands out, good, bad, or indifferent, it's, it stands out. How was your, your first full marathon? The well, well, let's start with the half marathon. Okay, yes. uh, you just asked. Yeah. So that was interesting because everyone was staring at me. I'm not going to say what shirt I wore, but a lot of runners know Run, Fat Boy, Run, that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know that movie, look up that shirt that he wore it was a uh, movie half marathon so i dressed up as uh as that character when he was doing his marathon and that actually went pretty smoothly uh i did it in uh two hours and ten minutes and i was actually kind of shocked that i 
made it through as well as that. And uh, so we'll move on to the marathon. I trained pretty hard for that, but I fell apart around mile 20. Mm. And I mean, you're, I not, the, you're not the first person I, to fall apart around mile 20, Dominic. I, I think that's <laughs> you're in pretty good company. Yep. So, and uh, I saw my wife, she was cheering me on. And then I saw the ambulance Oh no! and I was pointing to that. I was pointing to that. And she was like, no, you keep going. <laughs> and so I, I kept on going. And I think the last couple of miles I kept on cramping up. Mm. So, but I did finish. Um, and I think I did it around six hours, but I was shooting for like five. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, not, yeah, you know, not not the race that uh, you know maybe maybe you wanted, but but again, you know, I, it, I don't know, I, maybe maybe it's just because my my first marathon was a dumpster fire as well. I don't, I'm not saying that yours was. Mine was a dumpster yeah. fire. Period. Oh, it was. Yeah, um, it was. <laughs> but but I, I feel like you know, and I don't I don't mean this in the wrong way. But the people that are like, oh my god, my first marathon, it was amazing, and like you know, I I, I planned for whatever, and I ran even faster, and like it was awesome. I'm kind of like, you know what, like. I mean, good for you, but like, you know what? Also, go pound sand. Like, 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 you know, that first marathon. Not that it should be tough, but like, man, you know, there's just I feel like this little little level of camaraderie when it's like, yeah, it didn't quite go to plan that first time. Yep, yep. And oh, and then uh, I think it was the, I don't know if it was the following year because my years get all messed up. Mm-hmm. I heard about the Rocky 50K in Philadelphia. Um, are you familiar? Is that with a fat that? ass? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. So the interesting with thing with that is so uh, Rocky two, that somebody mapped out his run, mm-hmm. and found out it was like twenty eight miles if he actually did it, and added a few more to make it a fifty k. So I started training really hard for that, and about one third of the way in, my twelve thirteen year old son says, "Dad, I don't want you doing this alone. Mm-hmm. I'll train with you." Wow. So we ended up doing that Rocky 50K, and uh, we actually ended up getting our pictures taken for Runner's World, which was really cool. So with that, though, it was like one of the best races we have I ever did because, you know, it was with my son. Mm -hmm. It it rained half the day. It was funny because the drug dealers were like, oh, are you with the runners? They went that way. <laughs> they're, they're the course, course marshals, <laughs> they, they know the route. Yeah. And then um, uh, November Project, if you're aware of mm. them, were giving out donuts in the Italian district. We saw a car getting stolen. Oh, but it, it, it was like one of the best runs ever. And nobody, nobody was showing you which way to go. Right. So the, uh, my wife being a graphic designer – as she is, she had, she printed out, uh, turn by turn directions, big turn by turn directions that I safety pinned to the back of my son's back. <laughs> and every time you made a turn, we were able to peel off the top part. Okay. So always the top part was the next turn. And here me being an introvert was kind of embarrassed, worried about that. And other people that were there were like, hey, do you have any extra? <laughs> and me being a big planner, of course, I have like five extra and started handing them out. Oh, man. <laughs> because no one's showing you where, which way to go. Right. So you had to bring your own directions. Yeah. <laughs> well, which, which, which I mean, aligns perfectly for, for the fat ass type of organi- uh, event, which if people don't know, I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's that. It's loosey goosey. It's like, here's, here's where we're starting. Run as much as you want or as little as you want. Um, 
have a good time. I mean, that's that's basically the setup, right? Absolutely. And if anybody's interested in that race, they actually do that every single year yeah. in Philadelphia. Goodness. Well, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a fun, I mean, you know, do, do they promise that on, on the brochure on the, on the website they're like, Hey, we promise, you know, like, like, um, you know, the, the, the drug dealers are, are given directions and there's going to be a, you know, a carjacking at mile 32 or mile 27 or whatever it is. Like, like goodness, you got the full experience. It sounds like. Absolutely. But, uh, I knew Philadelphia. I didn't, I, I used to go to Philadelphia a lot, so I knew what I was getting into. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> so, um, if, if, if I, putting the, the, the timeline together that was all still in the first couple years of, of of your running career is that is that somewhat accurate yes it was mm-hmm. okay so so then when did when did the um when did the idea of starting a running streak settle into your brain because it, it like i've thought about it i've dabbled in it not for me which is fine i mean not that everything has to be but for for everybody um but but when did you decide like hey let's let's just try this running thing every single day Yes, uh, 2015 is the year I became an outside salesperson. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that I stayed fit, so I decided to do a run streak. Um, and actually, in the early, it was tough but easy at the same time because I was actually able to run in so many different places. Mm. So it kept it fresh. Right. So that's that's where it came out. And with all the travel that I was doing, it it got pretty tough at times. I'm sure. I'm but sure. that's why I did it because I was traveling so much and I needed some kind of motivation to keep going. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've had several folks on the show that have done you know ver- various streaks or in the in the midst of various streaks as as well. Um, and and for a lot of them it seems like one is the magic number. Like as long as I get one mile in, it counts. Like what what is your minimum threshold for a a, a day that counts in the in the run streak? Mine is one day uh, one mile. Okay. And I do allow myself to run on the treadmill. Gotcha. Hey, you know, got to do what you got to do. Yep. I know some people, I know some people don't allow that. Um, but with the places I've been, you don't want to run outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and especially, I know sometimes, and, and again, you know, the, you talk to enough folks, there's, there's some overlap in some of the stories in terms of like, you know, especially when you're traveling, like, you know, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get my mile and it's 1130 at night. Well, even if, even if you're in a halfway decent place to run outside, but if you don't know it, you know, if you, if you're traveling, like, Hey, just jump on the treadmill. I feel, feel a little bit safer about that. Um, you know, sometimes in the airport, got to get your mile in. How, how many, how many, uh, close calls or what's the, what's maybe one of the closest calls you've had in terms of getting it in before the, the clock strikes 12 and, and the day turns over to tomorrow. I never had those close calls. Okay. However, I did do a mile in the airport. Mm-hmm. I did uh, a mile in business attire, including business <laughs> shoes. Um, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I live in Texas now, but when I lived in Pennsylvania, I knew I was doing 10-minute miles. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a decent-sized basement, and we were snowed in. Mm-hmm. So I ran around my basement, the perimeter of inside my basement, for 15 minutes to make sure I got sure that mile got in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the old basement, the old basement mile. That's, 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 that's next level. That, that might, uh, you know, I, I, I told you earlier, I have an aversion to the, to the 5k. I have a real aversion to the treadmill. Not, not for, you know, it's, it's fine for what it's worth, but I just, you know, I've been fortunate enough to most of my running career has been either in Florida or Georgia. So like we can get outside and run like, that's, yeah. that's, you know, we can, we can manage that. Um, but man, I feel, I almost feel like running laps through the basement might be more of a challenge than running a mile on the treadmill. Yes, it is. Uh, that was the time where I didn't have a treadmill, so I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. But yes, but a lot, a lot of parking lots. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a lot of around 
around the um, hotels also. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that always, always kind of um, intrigues me, maybe is the right way of saying it, or, or I don't know, whatever. One question I always kind of ask when people are, are streakers is, you know, like, like one thing I, all right, back up. One thing I, I talk about a lot is like life happens, you know, like, like you get sick, your kid gets sick. There's a work thing. There's a, there's a whatever, like life just has a way of, of happening. Um, and I know I always try to get my, my runs in as much as I can early in the morning, just because life doesn't happen as much at 6am as it does at 10am, as it does at 2pm, as it does at 6pm. Um, but like, you know, when life happens for me, it's like, all right, I miss a day. It's not the end of the world. Obviously with, with a streaker, like, like, um, you know, I just, I guess I just, I don't know what the question is after nine years and, and you, you still get it done every single day. Um, what's the motivation now to, to keep going, even when life happens, even when there's a, there's a disruption, even when you're maybe not feeling great, um, to just keep it, keep it going. Well, it, right now it just became a part of my life. Mm. So that's what made right. it, makes it easier. Uh, right now it's five o'clock, right? When work stops because I'm an outside salesperson and I, I hop on the treadmill and do my miles. I'm training for something big that I don't want to announce yet. Um, so I'll be doing double morning and afternoon. But when I struggle with trying to get that done, I think, well, do I really want to post on Instagram that I'm done Mm. for absolutely no reason? Um, because I've been through, uh, the flu where I was coughing up some pretty nasty stuff and Mm. I still got it done. I threw out my back and I had a hobble a mile. So all the bad things that I've ran through makes it easier for a day that I just don't want to run gotcha. and get it done. Gotcha. On those, on those days when you are sick, when your back is out, things like that. Um, I, I don't know. Again, this is, this is my like non-streaker bias or my non-streaker mentality where it's just like, like you're probably not doing yourself any fa- Like the run's not really like, it's not a quality run. Like let's not kid ourselves. It's probably not a quality yeah. run. Um, it's probably not helping the immune system fight the flu, or it's probably not helping the back to relax enough to, to kind of get back into alignment. Um, so I guess, I guess maybe the question is like in those types of situations, especially why, like other than, I mean, you got the street going, so you want to keep it going, but like, like, is there ever any thought of like, maybe this is not the best idea? Um, well with the flu, yeah, I get that. Um, but with the back and, or a massive headache, Mm -hmm. a lot of, some of the times it will actually, I'll get my run done and I'll feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can see that, like just that movement, like movement is medicine, but also like sometimes, you know, depending on what's going on with the back, like, you know, that movement helps to loosen the muscles. It actually does help them to relax, especially if you're not, you know, you're not out there hammering a, a seven minute mile. Like you're, you're like yeah. you said, kind of hobbling, keeping it, keeping it pretty loosey go- or pretty low key to hopefully help the back loosen up and not make it any worse. Yep. So another, another kind of question that, that comes into mind, and I, you kind of sent this over as, as a talking point, and uh, it's, it's an, to me, an interesting conundrum to try to have to, have to work through while also, maybe not conundrum, but it's an interesting thing to work through while also maintaining this streak of, of running every day, is running in March of 2019, 32 half marathons over the course of 31 days, which you can do the math on that in terms of like, that's more than one every day. Uh, at least one day was more than one. Um, how did, first of all, what was, what was the motivation for, for doing that kind of a challenge? Well, I, I did a little play on words there. It was March madness. Yeah. I mean, so I guess that it counts. was, yeah. yep. It was March half madness <laughs> and I wanted to bring <clears throat> attention to the LGBTQ community mm. 
and have people donate to that. So that's why I was running that. And yes, 32, the reason why is because I just wanted to mess with people, I guess. The last day I ran in the morning, a half marathon, took a nap, and in the afternoon I ran another one. <laughs> as as one does, as one does. Um, so, so that was... So that was, again, 32, 32 half marathons over the course of, of a month, um, which I guess is, is good for the streak, you know, because you, you, you're going to get your 13 miles, the 13.1 miles in every day. Um, but after those types of things or after other races, when, when again, like in my mind, like, hey, I've, I've run this, this hard challenge, like a rest day, not the, not the worst thing in the world. Um, do you struggle to get out the door on those days or is it kind of, and again, I've heard this before from even from non-streakers, like, yeah, that moving the next day actually makes me feel a little bit better. So is that kind of part of your recovery plan is to get out and get an easy mile in? After that first half marathon where I fell apart was the hardest one mm. to get done. Um, but you still get it done because you're so – a lot of times you're so far into a streak. Right. You know, or <clears throat> that you just don't want to stop. But, yeah, sometimes after a long race or a hard race, it's really hard to get into yeah. to do that one. But you push through, maybe run a little bit slower. Right. But you get it done. Um, how close, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but, um, I think it kind of glossed over how close have you come to missing it for any number of reasons, whether it's, you didn't feel good or you know, maybe during when you were sick, back was out, things like that. Um, have, have there, you know, city didn't get really, really close to the end and trying to squeeze through at the end of the day, but are there ever any days where you're just like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I even want to keep doing this anymore. Yeah, there, there was a few days. Um, and it's more along the line of not, I will, it's not that I wasn't feeling well. It's the thought of why am I doing this? No one's watching. Right. And then I remember some of the people that actually started a run streak that told me after a year when they were done, started, that it was because of me. Um, and that's what really keeps me motivated, that I motivate other people. Because yeah. you never know who's watching. Yeah, that's that's very true. And, and um, I mean, I, I feel like like – like, yeah, you just, you just never know. And, and whether it's somebody that, you know, like somebody you work with family, whatever, um, or just some, you know, random schlub on the internet that, you know, connected to you on Strava or is part of some Facebook group or whatever. And, and, um, you may never know that they're watching or that they're paying attention, but, um, you know, I guess, I guess, yeah, if you can motivate somebody like that and, and you, you get the feedback that you've motivated somebody in such a way, um, I suppose that, that does provide a little bit of a nudge to keep going. Yep. And like I said earlier, I'm an outside salesperson, so it actually gives me something to talk about. That's true. And I just talked to uh, somebody yesterday, and they actually came out and asked how my streak was going. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's a talking point. Yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> and you know, almost to your point of, of the half marathon being the, the favorite distance and something that non-runners don't, um, you know, just blows their mind. Uh, I'd imagine a non-runner being like, wait a minute, so you've been running for – for nine years, every single day, like, like, I mean, that blows my mind as a runner. I can't imagine like, like a non-runner perspective of like, wait, no, that can't be right. You, you can't have run for 9,000 days in a row. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um, another goal I know that you've been, been working on and, and I've been working on a similar goal of, of, uh, running in every state. You're, you're working on the half marathon in, in every state, uh, goal. When did, again, I, I love, I love these big goals of, of, you know, kind of starting out. When did, when did that kind of come on your radar as something you wanted to achieve? I think that was back in 2015. My years get all okay. mixed up, mm-hmm. but yeah. So what, what planted that seed for you? Uh, one of my buddies was doing a marathon in every state. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, oh, that'd be cool, but I don't want to do a marathon. I'll do a half. (laughs) (laughs) So it's actually a good vacation for uh, my wife and I. We do that. How how many are – I think I saw on on Instagram maybe up to 33, 34, something like that? 33 states are done, and people ask me which ones, and I don't remember. Right, yeah. I have have a spreadsheet going. Mm -hmm. My favorite races are the mainly marathons Mm. um, because – uh, when I started doing those, they have uh, races Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you can do a whole week worth of half marathons in different states. Right. So it kind of makes it cheaper. Right. <laughs> and it's a good group of uh, people that run it. So. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about dipping my toes in the mainly waters one of these, one of these years because – you know, again, I mean, to your point of being cheaper, like, like, you know, if you got to make six trips to New England or whatever, however many trips you have to make to, or, or to the Midwest or to the, to the West Coast or whatever, um, versus one trip that knocks out five or six of them, like, you know, I mean, you don't have to be a, a, a accountant to realize that that's, you know, that, that that's, that's uh, a little bit easier on the pocketbook. Yep. And the way I trained for that uh, was, we'll say I started off at six miles five days in a row for a month. Mm-hmm. And then the next month I did seven. And then the month, next month I did eight, then nine and so on and so forth. So the, by the time those miles got easy, it got hard again. Right. Then I got to the half marathon races and I was doing them like it was nothing because my training session was so long and I built it up to make it easy. Right. As easy as that can be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's, and that's, you know, I mean, that's in theory, that's like the obvious way to train yet. I mean, I mean, even as a coach, I don't know how often I would, I would prescribe something like that or how, how, how realistic that is for everybody. But if you're able to do that, um, and, and obviously if you're doing the marathon, maybe you wouldn't do it quite, you know, running 20 miles every day for, for a month, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of gradual progression, that kind of gradual build of like, yeah, you know, this is this is a challenge, but once it gets easier, let's let's push it just a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the way to build fitness whether you're doing a, you know, a, a mainly half marathon or a mainly marathon or 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 run streak or just, you know, overall fitness in general. Yep. And I did go to a nutritionist mm-hmm. that told me exactly what to eat and exactly when. Gotcha. And that uh, it was a sports nutritionist, mm-hmm. so she knew her stuff. So that actually made it better too. And um, I don't know, like some people will disagree with this. Some people will agree with it, but I ate the same thing every day to make it easier. Right. Um, and, and that was for six months <laughs> and, but eating exactly how they told me to eat made my run so much better. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I would recommend anybody that's doing something crazy like that to go see a nutritionist because fueling your body is really important just as much as the training part. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If, you, if you're not, if you're not giving your body good, good fuel going in, um, you know, in the, in the work that your body has to do both during the run, but also in the recovery afterwards, um, you know, eventually that could, that could catch up to you in the form of some type of niggle injury, whatever. So obviously we don't want, not want that to happen. Do you have, um, so like I, I, I am still in the early stage. I'm about 10, 10 states deep at trying to do a marathon in every state, uh, like your friend. Um, and I don't have any real, real, like hard rules in terms of like when I want to finish or, you know, what States next or, or things like that. But I, I, I have a loose idea that I want Hawaii to be 50. Like I want that to be 
the end all be all. I've never been to Hawaii. Not that I would pass up an opportunity to go to Hawaii before that, but like in, in my idyllic 50 marathon fantasy world, like first trip to Hawaii, we run a marathon and then, you know, we have a vacation in, in Hawaii. Um, all that said, do you have any type of like, I'm trying to kind of save this state for last or is it just kind of, as they come, let's, let's knock them out. Well, my 50th birthday, we're going to Hawaii. Okay. That's two years from now. So that's how we're doing. That's how I'm doing Hawaii. Gotcha. Yeah. So I wanted to do five a year and then we decided there's some States that we actually want to see like California. I'm doing next year, but we have like 20 different places we want to see in California. Right. So, you know, you say 20, but okay, we want to see the full house house. We want to go down that curvy road. So, I mean, not every place we're going to see for like an hour or two. So it's going to be easy, but since it's going to be a week time, we don't have the time to do more than one state next year. Right. Right. So is that kind of the, the, like one race trip per year? Is that kind of the, the timeline that you're on? Sometimes you get three, four five because of a mainly, sometimes it's just one cause it's California or you're going to Hawaii or whatever. Uh, this year I tried to do Washington and Oregon, mm-hmm. but Oregon was awful. It was a trail race oh. and I wasn't ready for a legit trail race. <laughs> right. And that was before Washington, and I, I was doing one Saturday and one Sunday, and I rolled my ankle. Oh, no. Um, I was totally fine, but scared. Right. So I had to walk. I had to walk, and I, I was estimating to be done in like – it was a longer half marathon, which is weird to say. It was 14, <laughs> it was 14 miles. Well, on the trail, everything's kind of ish, you know? So it's yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that wasn't my GPS watch. That was mm-hmm. them measuring it. So it was 14 miles. So I was estimating about three hours and I got it done in four. Okay. So I walked most of it. And the next day I just, I was like, I don't know if my ankle's good enough to do another one. So I didn't do it. So I have to go back to Washington and do it. Say that's, that one still. That's the bummer when it's, when it's one of those far, far away states, you know, it's not like it's just a, a hop, skip and a jump two hour car ride. Like that's, that's a commitment to get back to Washington. Yeah, but we enjoyed Washington, so it's not going to be that bad. That's a beautiful state out there. Yeah, my my joke is always like, you know, why would I go to North Dakota other than you know, <laughs> love the love the people of Fargo? We've got we've got a few of them that listen, so you know, I got I got to always pretend like not pretend. I always got to put the, the the disclaimer out that you know I do, I don't have anything against North Dakota, just we have no reason to go there, um, other than to to run a marathon whenever I eventually get there, uh, which is part of part of the allure for me, quite frankly, of, mm-hmm. of doing a, the marathon or having that be a goal of a marathon in every state is that you know some the, like the diversity of our country, the, the, the topography of our country, the, the, the nature of our country, um, you know, places I've never been. And, and again, nothing against anybody from North Dakota or South Dakota or, or, or any of you know, Montana. Like I'd love to be, I'd love to go there and see it, but I have no real draw to, but now I got a marathon to run eventually. So, you know, it's a good excuse to get there. Yeah. I did those States up there. And one of the things I can't remember what state it was. Um, but it was, it was weird because every place that I've ever been to things are open on Sunday. And I guess it's called a blue law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so things are just not open on Sunday. <laughs> well, cause you know, like, like family, family time or church time or whatever. We can't, we can't be doing things on Sunday. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. If you know about it. Right. right. If you're not, if you're prepared to, to get all your things done on Saturday or whatever. Exactly. I'm all up for not people, people not working on Sunday, but if you're traveling and you don't know it, you <laughs> better, is, you, yeah, you better figure out how you're going to eat. That poses a problem <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, 
you know, you, you mentioned earlier that a lot of the, um, you know, the fact that you travel kind of helps keep things fresh and keep th- keeps things uh, interesting so that you're not always running the same place. You're not always running the treadmill. You may do that a lot, but like, you know, when you travel, it's, it's a nice chance to, to be somewhere else and do something different. Any other things that you do to kind of keep, keep some of these runs from getting monot- monotonous, easy for me to say, um, in terms of, you know, playlists or or podcasts or you know kind of like like what's kind of a stand is it is it is it just quiet time for you what's what's kind of your standard yeah. run setup on that front so my playlist for my half marathons are i i have two sons and you heard me talk about my wife mm-hmm. so everyone in my family those between us four we came up with our favorite albums that meant something to me mm-hmm. so i listened to an album for each person. So that segment of the race is dedicated to that person. And every 30 minutes is a particular song that plays every 30 minutes. So I know to eat some Gucci's. Right. All right. And my watch buzzes every half mile to tell me to drink. Mm. That way when I'm racing, I don't have to know where I'm at and don't have to stare at the distance. It's just automatic. Automatic. Yeah, because you know you're done when you cross that finish line, but you don't want to, when you're exhausted, you don't want to know you're at mile five. Right. So by having all these sounds and triggers to have me eat or drink makes me not have to stare at my watch all the time. How long did it take you to come up with that system in terms of like, I mean, I I don't feel like that's like, I've never heard of anything like that before. I think it's genius. I also think it might be way too much work for me. Like I... I just am like, I don't have the time to figure out a playlist. Like, we'll just press play and go. But all that to say, like, 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 you know, when did you kind of stumble into that? That is a good system for you, um, you know, in, in, this, in this process. I think it was my third or fourth half marathon, and I used the same playlist wow. every single race. Wow. So that's what makes it easy. But it was interesting because when I put it together, when I told you about that every half hour, I'm, I'm sitting there one day. And I'm not really listening to the playlist, but I have a timer going, mm-hmm. so I know where to insert that song. Okay. So once that was done, then we're good to then go. We're good but to go, yeah. I I'm one that either like when I'm doing other runs, I have different playlists. Um, if I'm not doing the half marathon, but it has to be albums mm. because that album will be the same beat throughout the whole album, right. hopefully. So that way, it doesn't mess with my running. Gotcha. But I can't be one that's on random. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, and, and I, I totally am because I'm the one that like goes through. Uh, I, I haven't set up a playlist in a while, but like when when I when I would do it, I, you know, it's like let's put you know whatever 500 songs on the iPad and just hit random six times until you know. So it just totally shuffles it up, all jacked up. Who knows what's coming next? And then my thought is always like if I get if I get that one random slow burn when I don't really want the slow song, like oh, we'll just hit the skip button and move on. Mm. Yeah. But to each their own, you know, again, you know, it's, it's, yep. it's, it's one of those things where what works for, for me works for me. And if it doesn't work for you, then Hey, no, no sweat. Nobody's, nobody's forcing you to do that. Um, so where, where does that, that brings us up closer to, to, to current time, I think, um, which, which is, is a topic that kind of, you know, if, if we can get into this, it's kind of getting close to wrapping up the, the, um, world record attempt that you were going for and then didn't go for, um, and, and. I know you had posted in the, the orange mud. We're, we're both in the orange mud uh, dirt unit, the, the ambassador group for orange mud mm-hmm. um, that you were going to, you were working on this um, world record attempt for most consecutive days to run a half marathon on a treadmill, which again, half marathon, love it. Treadmill, eh, not so much, but Hey, get, you know, you do, you do you. Um, 
but that was something you were kind of putting together, thinking about, and then ultimately decided not to do. But um, I guess I guess the first question is: it start at the beginning, right? What, when did when did your what was the allure of chasing a, a Guinness Book of World Record treadmill run for you? Or where, where did that idea even come from? Well, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be in the Guinness Book of World Record. <clears throat> and when I found out the record was 55, I was like, well, I did 32 on the ground. <laughs> right. 55 will be easy. <clears throat> so I don't know how I found her or why I looked it up, but that's that's the why I started doing that. But the problem was, and I'm glad someone told me, was that someone else was going for the record before I even started. Mm. And they were going for 120. Gotcha. So 55, okay, I can do 75 or 100 or whatever it might be to break the record because you need two people at all times to watch you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I found out from Guinness that you have to have the two people watch you. They can be online, but they have to know that they're watching you at all times. So to get two people every day for 125 days. That's a lot. It was kind of stressing me out. I know I have a great community of runners that will help me, but we're talking uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. New Year's, you know, all the major major holidays. And I was going, I was, I got a little slower now, and it was going to be two hours and forty five minutes. Um, so me doing it too every single day kind of right. kind of stressed me out. But how long, you know, it's boring to run on a treadmill, so. <laughs> Can you imagine watching someone run on a treadmill? So that's why I nixed it because of the 120 days versus the 55. Right. Well, and and I can I can only I can't I can I can only imagine I guess, but like it's one thing to try to 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 grasp like this is the challenge that I'm going up for and something that I'm I'm going to try to do, um, and and like to your point, the time commitment that would be necessitated to do a hundred days or, you know, 125 or whatever, whatever it might take. Um, but I, I guess, I guess maybe part, and maybe this is part of the kind of the stress and, and, and ultimately reason that you're just like, yeah, let's, let's not do this is like, if, you, if you've got to have two people to watch you and for some reason, like if I'm watching you and my internet craps out, well, like all of a sudden now it's, it's through no fault of your own, like game's over. And so that's that, that part of it would be, I, I can only imagine the, the stress and anxiety of, of all right for the next four months. I got to trust that everybody shows up when they say they're going to show up, uh, that they're going to be there, that their internet's are all working, that there's no random thunderstorm that knocks the power out. Like, goodness gracious, all the the moving parts that had to be going along with that. Exactly, and um, the guy that was doing it, power went off at the gym he was doing it at, so he had to start all over. Oh, no thanks. Yeah, so. Like I said, I mean, I trusted the people that were going to help me, but it's a matter of trusting the internet right. and trusting me. I had to videotape the whole thing also. Mm. And just to let the listeners know, if you're going for a Guinness record for any running, I know this for a fact for the running part, well, I think it's for everything. It cannot be a family member. Right. So, you know, my wife is always home with me. She could have watched, but nope, can't do it. My mom is retired. She could have watched. Nope, she can't do it. So that was the other, uh, you know, so just want to let everybody know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just saying, you just don't want that potential conflict of interest, right? Like if it's, I mean, it's, it's one thing if it's a friend and there's a, 
you could you could maybe argue that there's a little bit of con could be a conflict like hey like I, I'm your buddy like I'll, yeah I'll just vouch for you, um, and not that not that I'm saying that your wife would or your mom would but like there's just that that question that becomes oh well yeah it was you know his his mom and his 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 you know daughter were watching every single day well of course they said he he got it done like did he really though we yeah. don't know even though you've got the video to prove it but it's just like I get why they do that but man it makes it even that much more difficult to try to set something like that up. Exactly. I guess, you know, there's a lot of people out there that would lie. But for me, I mean, I'm so competitive that I, I, I couldn't lie about it. It's kind of right. like my run. It's kind of like my run streak. I don't post about it every day. But if I miss a day, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, right. I wouldn't lie. Right. I wouldn't feel good about myself. Right. Well, yeah. And, and yeah, this, this that's that's a whole no, that 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 running ethic question is a whole yes. other ball of worms to get into at some point maybe or maybe maybe a, a whole thing to try to avoid purposefully <laughs> um but yeah i'm right there with you like like you're not i wouldn't lie about it either but at the same time like there's plenty of people that would you know cheat to to get a boston marathon qualifier or whatever um so for something like the guinness book like they they you know they don't they, they want to make sure everything is on the up and up and they got to have their rules yep. and it, you know makes sense yep so I know you said you got some something big that you're working on, not ready to talk about. That's okay. We're not gonna not gonna dig into that. Um, but but you know, other than continuing to run at least a mile every day, um, any other things on the on the horizon that um, you know that 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 aren't top secret still at this point? No, I'm just gonna be training and picking up my pace, and uh, I'm trying to pick up my pace and uh, figure out what. We're do, uh, going to California in March, mm -hmm. so I want to be totally ready for that half marathon. Gotcha. So training starts this week. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I, that maybe brings brings up a question. So, so again, you know, kind of keeping with with the lens of the the streak, but also like, you know, pushing yourself once in a while, um, and and you know, working on getting faster, things like that, being ready for some of these races. Um, when, when you're when you're running a race, is it is it race race even though you know again knowing that the next day i got to get up and go again um or is it more of a sometimes you race hard but sometimes it's like yeah let's just kind of cruise along and and we'll run and have fun and, and not worry about time for you well when i'm doing multiple half marathons right in a row it's just don't walk mm -hmm. just keep going keep keep running um and then when it's it, it all depends on what kind of race it is i try to i used to do 10 minute miles mm -hmm. and then now I'm down to 11, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just kind of more enjoying the scenery mm -hmm. because when I'm pushing myself to do 10 or nine minute miles or anything in between, I don't really enjoy the scenery. Right. I did my under two hour half marathon. Um, I know that's a lot of people's goals. I got mm -hmm. under two hours and that was awful. Yeah. I finished it and I finished it in I think an hour and 58 or whatever it was. Right. And it was awful, and I found my pace is around ten or eleven, and I just go. Yeah, yeah. Do you? And maybe maybe this is something that you're working on, and if it you know, and don't want to talk about, obviously, again, no no factor. I don't know that this is the case, but like, you know, lots of half marathons. Um, any any inkling to somewhere down the line, jump into another marathon. Do you do, you do I, I feel like I saw maybe just one marathon or, or just, just, I don't mean that pejoratively, of course, but like, you know, only a marathon or two. Uh, is that something that you like, yeah, my marathon, my full marathon days are over with, or is that something that maybe is a, is a possibility down the road as well? I was, tr I was going for one of those weird six hour challenges mm -hmm. where you do a mile loop for six hours mm -hmm. to see how far you go. 
And it just so happened that my, I was up in my miles, one mile every week. And at mile, when I was at mile 26 for training, cause I just kept on going up until I hit six hours for my training, I did a, a marathon and I got under five hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the the lady that was running it it was a back and forth one it was loops okay and she turned to my wife and was like wow he's really consistent because i did exactly 11 minute miles the entire time oh, wow and uh but uh the interesting thing is and we we all know this right i it's it's an interesting thing i won that marathon <laughs> now we don't say that there was only five other people in absolutely it absolutely not you, you won the marathon 100% but I got my under five hours mm-hmm. on that one so but that's where I wanted to jump in and uh, make a lot of people jealous because my wife is the best pit crew manager anybody can ask mm-hmm. for when I do the mainly marathons half marathons she's up at six o'clock in the morning those uh, half marathons are loops. So it might be whatever it calculates out to be like two mile loop or whatever. She's there watching me. And every time I use the orange mud single barrel mm-hmm. and every time I would need to switch it out, she's there to help me. But at the same time to make her entertained every lap, I do a little dance for her, <laughs> <laughs> but like she's right there helping me. No questions asked. She has watched me in 17 degree weather rain five o'clock in the morning you know she's it's it's awesome yeah it's it's um it's as much of a solo sport solo endeavor as as running is um there's no no question that you know it takes a village to to raise a runner or whatever to 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 bastardize that that statement a little bit but like <laughs> yep. yeah i mean you know having having that, that support crew having having you know the kids support you a little bit have have the spouse or the, the the partners um you know that that especially on race day that get up early that go stand like i can't i mean i guess i've I've done it when my wife has raced but like like there's not too many other people that i'm like yeah i'll go st- i'll go stand around for five hours to watch you to see you once or, or twice on a, if it's a point-to-point race something like that um, yes, every time she's like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm like, why are you coming? Like, why, why this is pointless? Like, why, like, you, like, there's no reason for you to come. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to be there. Um, yeah. so yeah, having that, that support system is, is second to none. Absolutely. So as we're, uh, wrapping up today, Dom, I, I, I'd like to close off with something I call a philosophical question, which isn't, isn't, uh, maybe it's not that loaded of a term, but kind of like the introductory questions open and you can take it wherever you want to go with it. Um, and I'd just be, be curious, you know, looking at, uh, at this, at this streak that you're on, or maybe even just running in general, you know, going back even a, a few years before the streak started, um, how has, has running changed the man that you are today versus where you were, you know, as a, as a swimmer, but not as a runner, you know, pre 2012, um, how has the sport of running changed the, the person that you are today? Uh, just knowing that I can get things done no matter what, if I put my mind to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, whew. I mean, that's, that's, that's a great, a great thought and something that, uh, I don't know that I've ever had anybody say that. I mean, say things similar, but certainly, um, I can do it. I can do it. I love it. I love it. Yep. Um, all right, y'all. Well, uh, if you, uh, want to follow along with, with Dominic and, and again, I, I, I'm trying not to keep poking and prodding cause he doesn't want to talk about the thing he's got working on. That's fine. But I'm sure at some point it'll show up on Instagram. Uh, and certainly you'll, you'll keep seeing the, the streak continue to go. Uh, if you follow him there at push through the wall, again, that's through T H R U 
uh, at push through the wall on Instagram. Dizruns.com slash 1198 is the link to get you back to the show notes for today. As With all the things as per usual, including links to social media, we'll probably link up mainly marathons. I don't know, maybe a few other things that we talked about today as well. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1198. And with that, uh, Dominic, thanks for, uh, for making the time today. It was, it was a pleasure getting to chat a little bit. Um, I, I, my, my head's still swimming a little bit on this whole nine years situation. I just, <laughs> I just can't, but again, you know, it, it works for you. It, it's, it's a good part of your life. Uh, and certainly wish you, you know, nine, 20, 30, however many more years, you know, just keep on keeping on taking it one day at a time, one mile at a time. Um, but thanks for the time today and, and good luck with this big thing that's going on. You're keeping it under the wraps. Maybe, uh, once you're ready to talk about it, maybe we'll come back and do this again. All right. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Dominic and myself. And as per usual, interested in finding out what is your takeaway from today's episode of the show? What's your little, that little nugget, that little thing that's still rattling around in your head, in your head after our little chit chat today? Uh, for me, I, I, it was kind of a theme that kind of bubbled up a few different places or a, a you know, something that Dominic has gone through a few times in a few different places. And it's the idea of, of, you know, kind of having to make a tough choice, a tough pivot away from something that you're thinking about doing, trying to do it kind of already committed to do, um, for the sake of the better good. You know, we talked about the, the time he was on the trail race and he had his ankle was, was all gummed up and he was trying to cross off. I think it was Oregon and, and Washington, you know, on kind of back to back days and he had to pull the plug on it. Uh, you know, he just, it was going to be out in the trail too long, too, too much of a risk of damage to his ankle. And, you know, obviously not ideal situation, but you know, sometimes, sometimes you got to do what you got to do for the greater good. Uh, and the same thing with, uh, the Guinness book of world record attempt, where it's just like, you feel like it's coming together. And then all of a sudden situations change and what you think is going to be, you know, whatever, however many days it was, he had to, had to add more days instead of a hundred days. Now it's going to be 120 or whatever the case might be. Um, and you just look at the situation and go, you know what? Like, it was, it was, it was doable and now it's not, or it was a good idea and now it's not. And, and, you know, situations change and you gotta, you gotta make those choices sometimes. And I just think about all the times that, um, you know, whether we're talking about running, whether we're talking about life, whether we're talking about everything in between where I've just kind of, you know, maybe been a little bit stubborn, maybe a little bit pigheaded, maybe been a little bit, you know, I've already come this far and I gotta, I gotta keep going. I gotta see it through. Even if, even if all signs are pointing to, Hey, Johan, like shut it down. Not a good idea danger will robinson do not proceed and yet it's you know it's it's that's that what is it sunk cost fallacy of like i've already i've already done this much legwork you know i don't want it to all go to waste so i'm going to do more and then it'll go to waste like that doesn't make sense right and here in dominic you know share a couple of those stories where things were were in the works and then situations happen things out of out of his control and being willing to make that tough decision to say, to say no, to wave the white flag, to say, you know what, this is not the right time for this, or this is not the right thing for me to, to work on right now. And, you know, maybe that means another trip out to the West coast. Maybe that means I need to, to dig a little deeper into the Guinness book of world records and see what, what other things might be out there that I can cherry pick. Or maybe it's just looking at a different, whole different challenge, you know, instead, whatever, whatever that thing might be, uh, just, just realizing that sometimes the best thing you can do is cut your losses. And I mean, and maybe it's not even really that, maybe it's not a cut your losses thing. It's just recognizing situations change. And when situations change, maybe the course of action that you're on is no longer the one to pursue. Right. And so, and not that I'm trying to preach that to you. I'm trying to remind myself of that is, is what's happening right now. So 
that's my takeaway. Just just being willing to to reassess situations when situations change, and if you know if it's time to pull the plug, it's time to pull the plug, and that's okay. And who knows what that opens the door to in the future. So anyway, that's that's my takeaway today. Just that reminder that sometimes sometimes you got to shut something down. You know what? What's you know, <laughs> here's here's a, here's a little something for you. Here's a little nugget that I may not have shared before. I love the sound of music. Love the sound of music. And what what is what does Fräulein Maria say for those of you that are are also Rodgers and Hammerstein fans? Um, you know, when when the Lord closes the door, somewhere He opens a window. When when an opportunity is no longer worth pursuing, something else is going to be coming down the pipe. That that was quite the tie-in between Dominic's chat. And uh, sound of music. Well, well done, Diz. Pat myself on the back for that connection. Anyway, that was my takeaway today. What about you? Same, same thing. Something different. What stood out to you from today's episode? At Diz runs on Twitter and X. At Diz runs on Instagram and Threads. Diz runs at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email. And of course, Diz runs dot com slash eleven ninety eight. Get you back to the show notes for today, where you can scroll on down past the photos, past the links, past all the things to the comment section. And leave your thoughts and feedbacks, comments, and takeaways right there for me and the world to see. Ultimately, whatever whatever form or fashion of sending your feedback works best for you, I will accept it and be thankful for it and look forward to hearing it. So thanks for thanks in advance for taking this time to share your thoughts from today's episode. One last call for the giveaway. Again, if you haven't gotten yourself entered yet, the odds only get worse. The longer you wait, the odds the odds get worse. And and I'm not gonna pretend like the odds are like great right now, but they're not bad and somebody's got to win every month, it could be you. Get yourself entered disruns.com slash giveaway or right at the homepage disruns.com. One way or the other, your chance to work with me for free for 16 weeks. Or you can always gift it to somebody else too if you really want. If you're if you're a better person than I am and you want to draw and you're like, you know what, this would be cool for me, but it would be better for somebody else, you have that option. But one way or the other, again, disruns.com slash giveaway or disruns.com. Get yourself in it. Have a chance to win it. May the random number generator and the odds be ever in your favor. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Dominic and I with you today. Until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? There you go.